This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was sports reporting, and our guest was Dave Schilling. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 128. Yes, sir. Adam, last week we took a week off. Yeah, we did. We do that about once a year. Schedules just sort of misaligned. That's how it happens. The opposite of aligned. Last year when we missed an episode, uh, we said that life got in the way. That's right. We then discussed how (laughs) life got in the way is vague and a little scary. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm going to need more details than life got in the way. That's a wide spectrum that can mean any number of things. Right. So what happened with us, Adam? We just couldn't schedule a podcast. Life got in the way very low stakes, nothing <laughs> nothing catastrophic happened. Right. I was working, you were working, we really couldn't make it happen. Correct. And yet here we are. But we back. We back, baby. One thing that did happen, Adam, is that the Golden State Warriors swept the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. To utterly no one's surprise. Well, the, maybe the sweep was a bit of a surprise, but maybe. yes. It was not to Vegas' surprise. Vegas had the odds before the series that Golden State was going to sweep them. Are you serious? Vegas is always right. They were favorited to sweep? Yes. Oh my god. Or at wow. least there was money to be made. Uh, yeah. Vegas said that that was pr- the problem probable outcome. Unbelievable. Um, we sound kind of like two babbling um, neophytes. Pseudo, when it comes to... pseudo experts. Sure. Yeah. Why don't we bring in somebody who actually does this professionally? Yes. A gentleman that we uh, revere and who we've been hoping to have here on the podcast for a while. Sports journalist, fairly new dad for the Bleacher Report. Not the dad of the Bleacher Report, a journalist for the Bleacher <laughs> Report. Dave Schilling. Hey, guys. <laughs> thanks for having me. It's nice to be revered. Yeah, we revere you. Even my son doesn't revere me. And that, well, we can have a talk to him But he's not that. at the age of reverie. Seven <laughs> months. Do you have reverie at seven months? He smiles when I come into the house. That's Good reverence. Start. That's yeah. reverence. Yeah. You're revered. <laughs> I, I guess it's it's something close to that. Yeah. You're revered. Okay, yes. great. So I'm revered by my son, yes. the two of you, and, and that's no it. one else. And that's <laughs> it. And that's nice. the three. Yeah. Um, we briefly discussed a minute ago, Adam, that the NBA Finals just concluded. Yes. Were you there? Yeah, I went to games one and two. Okay. I very rarely go to Cleveland for the Cleveland games. Yeah. I mean, I, I say the Cleveland games, but like that's only because the four years that I've been doing this, yeah. the same four two teams have been in the NBA Finals four right. years in a row. <laughs> Correct. So I just think of them as like, oh yeah, in June you go to, you Cleveland, go to Cleveland. That's so real. And then yeah. you go to Oakland and you go back to Cleveland. And, and what like, were you doing? What were you like? What was your job? What was your objective going to Cleveland? Well, it's different every year. Like the first year that I did the finals was for the Guardians. In the, the English newspaper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And nice. I, my job was to just do gamers, which are, would be just game reports after yep. the game ends. Text articles online. Text stuff like articles that. online. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So a lot of times you start writing in the third quarter. Wow. So yep. that you, you have like the basis of it, like the first four or 500 words. Real. Yeah. And then based on the outcome, the statistics and stuff, you plug in the rest. Then you go to the press conferences or the locker rooms. You yes. talk to the players, the coaches, huh. plug in the quotes, yes. and then you're done for the night. Yes. That, that really hinges on you picking the right narrative. 
at the beat, like the third quarter, where it's like this seems like the story. Because if something miraculous changes, do you have to? Is it a page one rewrite suddenly? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty yeah. Much. Yeah. Yeah. That was the real trick for some people. The year 2016, yeah. the year of Game Seven, mm-hmm. where I could see people just like, oh god, <laughs> damn it, I have to start over. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah, it's an intense job. Yeah, and but I admire it. I mean, like that's like for every sports fan, like Adam and I, like that's a dream. You're up in the action. I mean, You're really, in the I have been talking for years about like for years about like how like. We do comedy. We're in comedy. Like in my mind, like my dream job still, even at 35 deep in comedy, is like sports sports journalist and being able to go to the NBA Finals and do exactly that. Oh my god, you're a deviant mind. (laughs) What is wrong with you? But is that something? Is this a job or a role or position that you kind of knew that you wanted to pursue? Absolutely not. No, not at all. No, God. So I went to film school. I went to San Francisco State University, uh, and then I moved here and got into the film industry. I was uh, an intern in a story department of a production company on wow. the Sony lot, and then I was a casting assistant, wow. and huh. then I was an assistant to a publicist at New Line Cinema, and then I was an, a manager's assistant, wow. and just really bad. Yeah. What Couldn't do you mean? keep a calendar. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad at really your job. Didn't <laughs> enjoy buying ties yeah. for, like, <laughs> my <not>? boss's <laughs> husband, <laughs> ordering Jerry's Deli. Yeah. It, it was not good. It tires pretty quick, I would Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm a creative person. Okay. It's yeah. probably not for me. Yeah. So how do you stumble into sports? Sports and writing. Wow. <laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> about in days. About yeah. nine minutes left in the act. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so the short version is yeah. uh, I got into sports journalism in the back door. I, I started uh, writing advice mm-hmm. uh, in 2012. I did that for three years. Then I got a job at Grantland, mm. the yeah. dearly departed ESPN yes. subsite. Run by Bill Simmons. Yep. That was, seemed like the cool, like, as a was, reader, that seemed like the place where I wanted to hang yeah, out. Of course. It seemed like all of the cool kids, and I mean, like, legitimately cool kids, <laughs> yeah. were writing and hanging out there. That was... At, like, a period in yeah. time, everyone who left that site For, seems to be someone I admire absolutely. now. Absolutely. That was that was the dream job at the time. I yeah. didn't know it was the dream job at the time, but I got into the site while I was advice, because I was reading a lot. Yeah. Because... Full disclosure, I did stand-up comedy for five years yes. okay. yeah, before I decided to give that up yeah. and focus on being a writer. Yeah. Nice. So once I got the Grantland job, and I may thought... And I pause you for a second because yeah. I'm curious because I, I wish I could have had that job. <laughs> what Are you A, in the office at Grantland or is this like a freelance position where you kind of are outside... I'm in, the o- I'm in the office every day. Is it cool there? That's what I'm trying to get to. Was it like, I remember when we were like 19, I was like, college humor seems like the place you want to be. That's the fun office. That's like what a, I felt like. There's, a, ba- there's a ball pit probably yeah, in college exactly. humor. And when I grew up a little older, I was like, there's probably a cool bar at Grantland. Yeah, like here at HeadGum, we have the NBA Jam Arcade game, but it does kind of feel like at Grantland, Charles Oakley would have been there. Right. <laughs> Just like uh, the... people, Random people would show up, like yeah. Daryl Morey, the GM yeah, of the sure. Rockets, would show up sure. and like see everybody and yeah. stuff. Um, but it wasn't fun. Yeah. We were inside the ESPN corporate office. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. So we yeah. were in the secondary building. There was the big building that had the TV studio, the radio studio, yeah. our podcast studio, and all the corporate folks. Yep. And we were in the other one, and it was us. Uh, ESPN Deportes had yes. three people. Yeah. And there was two X Games people, <laughs> and then one random guy who was like in charge of scheduling SEC football games. <laughs> Love that hierarchy. Nick Saban. Yeah. yeah There's yeah, nothing yeah. to interpret on that <laughs> pyramid of power. So yeah. we just had a we just had just like a regular kind of generic real pen full of uh, cubicles and stuff. Bill's yeah. office was all the way at the end. Sure. It had like a nice view of LA Live. Yeah. And Dan Fearman, who was his 
second in command had an office next door. Yeah. And it was just the rest of us in that room. That yeah. sounds like it just like to us, like we've like always dabbled in odd freelance writing, sports stuff. Yeah. But even like hearing that it was like a primarily corporate environment, it's still like, doesn't it sound fun, Adam? It sounds so fun. Great. Was was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I, was there, I was there literally the last year. Yeah. Right. I was hired in January of 2015. When things started getting sticky. Yeah. Bill yeah. was, uh, his contract was officially not renewed because he doesn't like to say he was fired because right. he technically wasn't fired. Yes. They just didn't renew his contract. Yes. That was in May, I yeah. think, yes. of that year. And then October, we got shut down. Yeah. Real. Yep. So it was just a hot mess. What yeah. were you doing? What, and what type of stuff were you writing for Grant? I was an editor for the entertainment side. The, okay. uh, oh, cool. The Hollywood Prospectus, okay. which was the, the That's right. pop culture side. I yes. read that. So I got hired from, from Vice, from the stuff I did at Vice, for that. And then I started doing some sports stuff when people just stopped caring. Okay. Right? <laughs> it's like nobody – it was after okay. like, Real. folks left to go work with Bill to do The Ringer. Yes. And it was a very small staff, and it was just like, oh, you can, you can do some sports <laughs> there stuff. There was real want. estate in a ghost town, and you're like, I can build. Yeah, I can yeah. yeah. I can build. Yeah, so exactly. I started doing that, and then when we shut down, I went to The Guardian. Yes. Because they gave me a, a very nice financial offer to go right there. and Write, write sports? No. Oh. Yeah. That was just to be like a general columnist. Cool, cool. And so I said, I want to start writing about sports. Yeah. And they're like, sure, we have no one in America writing about sports. <laughs> yeah. Right on. It's fantastic. Okay. So then I started to get to do sports stuff, and I got to go to the finals, and I got to go to the <laughs> National League Championship Series, yes. and I got to go to football games. You're getting Dude. all the good laminates. Yes. All that stuff. All the good laminates. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. All I, the good laminates. I have just like a box full of laminates <laughs> in my yeah, house. man. It, man. High school Billy is so jealous of you. <laughs> All I wanted was laminates growing yeah, up. Of course. All I it. mean, sometimes I just think about wearing them. <laughs> yeah, awesome. It says flair. St- <laughs> love yeah. it. Love it's it. A style statement. Uh, first act break, fellas. Wow. First wow. act break. It went by so fast. fast. got through my whole life. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So, uh, yeah. Well, we'd like show. to talk about the first, like, uh, how we entered into these topics. And today we're talking about sports reporting. Yes. I don't even know if we said that. Yes. Um, but now we have to play a song. Yes, that's right. We try and play a song uh, that is kind of naturally born out of the conversation yeah. we've had thus far. Yes. I remember we talked about laminates. I'm not sure if there's a laminate. <laughs> Laminating yeah, song out there. Sure that there's a laminate anthem. Yeah. Quite yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't is, know if anything comes to mind. Is there a particular uh, like you know where to take us back to the Grantland time? Is there a particular music that you were into at the time that you associate with your time at Grantland? You know what? That... Let's let's do "Don't Stop Believing." That's the Boston the Boston Red Sox song. Is that their Boston Red Sox song? They play that in like the seventh oh, inning or that's something. That's so Boston. I think that is. Oh no, right. Sweet yeah. Car- no, Sweet Caroline. Neil oh, yeah, Neil that's Diamond. the one that they play. So Great. Let's it. do Sweet Caroline. Of course, My got it. We're taking it to the seventh. Thing at Fenway. Where it began, I can't begin to know it, but then I know it's growing strong. Was in the spring, and spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along? Hand touching hand, reaching out, touching me, touching you. Time. 
Look at the night And it don't seem so lonely We fill it up with only two And when I hurt Burden runs off my shoulders How can I hurt when holding you? Warm Touching warm Reaching out Touching me Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. That was Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline, one right. of the ultimate sports stadium anthems. Yep. Um, now, Dave, the uh, Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers, are there any sort of like musical idiosyncrasies that we would not have been privy to during timeouts? Like, are there, is the DJ at Oracle or at the Q sort of like, are there. I'd like to believe that they're playing tics? E40. I'd like to believe. Yeah. There, the, the music in arenas has become very, like, homogenous. Yeah, has it? I feel like a lot of the same tunes are played. It's all jock jams. Spotify's yeah. kind of, like, rap radar playlist. Kind yeah, of. there's a lot of <laughs> yeah. censored versions of, of popular hip-hop songs. Yeah. Uh, when they, they do the organs, if they have organs, it's all kind of like, ooh, the Game of Thrones theme. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, just some things that are just g- generic pump-up songs. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so it's there's nothing like unique, I think, anymore. Yes. What is funny yes. to me is the sounds that are played after a made free throw. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh-huh. So the Cavaliers have this this uh noise, it's kind of like boom. Like a <laughs> almost like something dropping in like water. Like a water yeah, drop? Yeah, yeah. Like, that. like a stone. That's after it was made or missed? Made. Okay. <laughs> Just like we sunk it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the Cavs make a free throw, we get a boom. <laughs> yeah, and there's also some arenas where the uh, the hoops are mic'd differently. Oh, go on. Where one sounds a little heavier than the other. Yeah. When the ball goes through, you can hear it more? Yeah, that like for the home the team, it's more like visceral uh-huh. and impactful. Uh-huh. Do you think we that we odd. are trending towards a time when kind of it turns into a huge arcade game where when they make a shot, the whole crowd flashes once? Or... Like just boobies come out? <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. Oh, Everyone oh, my takes God. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the, after the, the Capitals won the Stanley Cup Finals, that lady flashed uh, the yes. cameras. Yep. Like, this is a tradition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone's supposed to do this. <laughs> I, I was, Might as well be me. I was suggesting lights flashing, but you have a much stronger yeah. idea. So, oh. yes. I think, are we trending towards that? I, why do I just assume you meant nude? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave. Yeah. The Nude Joke I Podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are definitely, like, weird things that they can do. I don't know if, like, strobe lights would right. yeah. be good because then or vibrating have, seats 
<laughs> make oh, it like a 4D, like a little like a tingle, 4D yeah. experience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, just little things around. It just feels like that's where we're. Tr- I, I wonder if that's where we're. <laughs> or like a like a scent of of jasmine or rosemary. That's nice. Incorporate the other senses. Into Who's the mad? Why, yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Who's mad? Make a free throw. Get some jasmine. Exactly. Sure. That sounds like a wonderful idea. I didn't follow the Stanley Cup playoffs too intently, but I do know that, like the big story was like that the Vegas team has this like crazy pregame sh- like ice floor oh, yeah. show that's yeah. like as cool as the game. It's a spectacle. Yeah. Well, it's, it's cooler than the game. It's cool. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. hockey we're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, the, the in-arena experiences are fun Like whenever I go to a new arena. Yeah. There's like a different flavor for everyone. Sure, but let me ask you this, because this is something I learned. I had a friend who wrote all the in-arena entertainment for an NBA team, and he was, for, he was not forced. His task was to write the gags for the mascots, the things that will happen on the Jumbotron, mm-hmm. all the things that seem... Uh, you know, kind of like, oops, they just happened, but they're all very well-programmed. Are you finding in the stadiums that you go to that a lot of the same mascots are doing a lot of the same bits? Whoopsies. Yeah, <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Everyone ha- – okay, good. So the Warriors no longer have a mascot. Strong, oh. strong choice. They used to have a mascot named Thunder back when they had that lightning like, bolt guy. That's right. Yeah. He was latex, head to toe, that's, right? Yeah, he was, right. Just, he was a gimp, basically. Yeah. Okay. It's like he, they let him out of a box he with a ball gag in his mouth. He was and he runs. And then the whole crowd flashes, and it's just did, another NBA experience. Did he escape, or was this on purpose? Yeah, we don't yeah. know. Uh, so they don't have one, so it's a little bit more like subdued. Yep. There's, obviously, there's like the, the fire cannons yes. and stuff that's yes. pretty like common these days. But yeah. like the Benny the Bull, he's always getting up to no good. Yeah. And there's a lot of sh- shenanigans and chicanery that that guy gets up to. Yeah, yeah, also, exactly. the, uh, the Spurs mascot, uh, the Coyote what? guy. Oh, right, the coyote eyes. with the yeah. googly. <laughs> One of my favorite super underrated mascots. Yeah. The Utah Jazz mascot. Yes. Hold, well, well, hold on. Before ch- you tell us, Adam, does the Utah Jazz mascot come to mind? I'm really trying to think it. It honestly doesn't. I got nothing. It's he not looks a- like Teen Wolf. He's, oh, a, oh. He's, a, he's a bear, but he looks like. What does that have to do with jazz? Nothing. It okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's more about this, the the state of Utah and like the ruggedness of it. I think, and also he's a cute guy. Yeah, sure. I mean, not inside the costume. Right, right, right. I don't know if he's cute or not. The I'm just saying is... the beast. Himself. I've never met him. So he wears a headband, which makes him look like Teen Wolf and yeah. a basketball jersey. Okay. Uh, and he runs around like annoying the uh, the opposing players. Of course. And he'll do. He, there's a giant ladder he get, gets up onto during the third quarter. Yes. And he puts up signs telling people to be louder yes. and whatnot. Like a bear would. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, like there's always like loud noises from crowds. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love love them. Just be love louder. <laughs> Antagonize me. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> and then he just starts fishing for salmon in a lake. Right. <laughs> and then the, the, the Rockets mascot is also one of my favorites. His name is Clutch. He's yes. also a bear. Yes. Another bear. But yes. <laughs> I forget which game during the Western Conference Finals. It might have been like game game four. Oh, no. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Seems like Clutch is up to no good. (laughs) Clutch is... Zoftig. Yes. Yeah. What does Zoftig large... mean? I've never heard that Husky. word before. Husky. He's, yeah, he's oh, a bigger thick. he's a bigger fella. He's a bigger bear. Big he's a big, thick, <laughs> cute bear. <laughs> big like thick, as adorable cute. as it can be. Okay. Yeah. Okay, love I love But clutch. after halftime of this game, okay. he comes back out, oh, no. takes his jersey off, and now he has six pack abs. Oh he's ripped. Giant traps. <laughs> clutch. <laughs> Ready. Ripped. No idea why he's <laughs> just like shredded to the gills. Okay. I don't know if he did like HGH before. Was it a dress? 
chest, or was that just it? <laughs> no, just it was, see what it was. Just you got like, it? Yeah, Clutch is hot. <laughs> nice. He's okay. sexy. All right, well, we have a new favorite uh, mascot. <laughs> yeah. If the, you guys can find pictures of Clutch with a six-pack, please tweet them to at NoJokePod. I'd really I, love to see I this. I have multiple. <laughs> so let me, let me readjust yeah. that. If yeah. you have pictures yeah. of Clutch, Yeah, I'll go ahead and tweet you guys later. So the experience of actually as like a press, there's like a press row that you're watching the game from. Is there camaraderie amongst the other NBA Finals press journalists? Is there? That's is that an feels, excellent question. Does it feel like a, you're a team, or does it feel – what's the vibe of it? <laughs> I would not say there's a team yeah. feeling because we're all competing in some right. ways for the same eyeballs and the same quotes and right. the same yeah. attention and whatnot. But if you know people, then you can kind of have some, like – banter and chit chat like yeah. I, I got sat next to howard beck who's also new york so Bleacher report guy um he for a long time worked out here and, and worked on the lakers beat oh the lakers beat Why yeah he was a new york guy he, for some he, reason he moved daily to news do the knicks oh, okay uh, i think he was at the daily news or the times or something. he's yeah, constantly yeah. writing about the knicks yeah I feel like that's why yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah he still lives out there now yeah but i think he cut his teeth during those like early check yeah sure times. cool yeah. cool cool and then to my right was tim bontemps who works for the washington post cool and so all of us yeah. know each other and are talking and stuff but yeah. if you get sat next to someone who's from like a, a chinese outlet like yes tencent or something yes like what are we going to talk about yeah, right. yeah, yeah you speak yeah. chinese yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah exactly. i don't speak chinese yeah, two, we can two, talk about that two questions one are you allowed to drink beer or alcohol while at the game <laughs> no <laughs> that, that is like that is very clear <laughs> like it's okay. not clear in that there's no signage it's very implied it's heavily more implied, like yeah. <laughs> This is your job. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. There, now, there is an exception. Okay. <laughs> if you're an alcoholic, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. If you are physically addicted. New hockey yeah. alert. Yeah. And New. If, if you need your juice. <laughs> if it gets you through the day. Juice. <laughs> if, it, if it helps you sleep through the night. Yeah. Whatever, so it, whatever shuts the That's the one exception. In your head. That's the most okay. important. Whatever kills the demons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but so a lot of the um, – because – so, it's have to explain this Please. all to the, the layman out there. Yeah. There is uh, an you know, uh, underground press room in mm. every arena. What does that mean? <laughs> so, there are tunnels underneath the arena. Like, when you, you know how when, better they, and better. When, yeah. the, when the fellas come out yes. to play yeah. basketball games, yes. 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 they we come out through fellas. these tunnels. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, if you go down them, there's, a, there's, a, there's an underground concourse yes. where there's uh, support staff and facilities management and all that good stuff. Cool. Plus the locker rooms, plus the press conference room, hmm. uh, plus the press room. Yeah. So that's where we do all of our work, cool. where we kind of hang out. Cool. We have our, our pregame meal. Oh. Great. And that's also where sometimes, depending on the arena, there will be beer in the refrigerator. Sure. Okay. For people who are on deadline and just want to kick back and try and relax. Real. Kind of thing. Real. Yeah. yeah. So, that, okay. so that that does happen. So it's not super strict, but otherwise you're at work. Do your job. Yeah, exactly. No Got one's – you'll have a lot of your peers right. yes, really perplexed yes, yeah. <laughs> while you're having a beer yeah. during the game. Yes. Uh, Got it. But there's I have a no second rule. question. Yes. How many of you, I won't even say how many of your peers. I'll just ask, do you find that some of your peers' um, end game is to find inroads, inroads into becoming friends with the athletes? Absolutely. End oh, yeah. game, I, want, like, I just want to be friends with them. Like, yes. I just want to be yeah. their friend. I want to text super, with them and be their friend. Super duper important yep. for 
people who are beat writers. Yeah. Okay. You, you don't necessarily get to be their best friends, but, but you, you want to You can be familiar yeah. with them. A beat writer is someone who travels with the team everywhere they go. Exactly. Yes. Okay. yes. okay. The, the, uh, the LA Times beat writer is this uh, woman, Tanya Ganguly. She's mm-hmm. very good. She goes all over town or all over the country to, mm-hmm. to follow the Lakers, and she's great. Okay. Um, so that's a job. Okay. Yes. That's a tough job. Yeah. So you're doing those game reports every single night. Yeah. It's important to then develop relationships with these people to a certain extent. Yes. You're with them every day. Don't be like a stranger, like yeah. a wallflower. Do your job. Yeah. Chris Haynes, who is the ESPN Warriors reporter, yeah. is very good about having a rapport with the, the team. Yes. That whole culture at, around Golden State seems to, everyone knows how to, tre- seems like they know how to treat one another. I, am, am I wrong in saying that? Yeah, I don't know if you have the answer per In se. terms of the team? Them, like, I just in, say like Kerr seems to have a good understanding as to what each player Such needs. He creates a, a culture of just you can be yourself. Yeah. And so I'm not surprised that their beat reporter might feel the same comfort in that locker room. Yeah, you, you, a you definitely have to. Yeah. I, I think that's true of any beat reporters. Yeah. As long as they're respectful. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're going to have that back and forth. Yep. People yes. are going to start to recognize you. Yes. Coaches will call you by your first name. Yeah. Right. Once they get to know you, that kind of thing. It's yeah. just you're there all the time. Yes. Adam, if you could be a beat reporter for one team, what team would that be? Well, the Knicks for sure. Not really? Only because I'm deep. I bleed blue and orange. They're my deep fan. Not Syracuse. Not Syracuse Orange. <clears throat> so cold. So cold. <laughs> so cold up there. But you're on the road. But I know. But I'd, something about like the I don't know like being a beat reporter for an NBA team. I right. still do have this like wildly romantic idea. You're on the Knicks. You're on the Knicks, right? If you're reporting for the Knicks and you travel with I'm them, I'm basically a Knicks. I'm basically yeah. like your yeah. aunts and uncles will tell their <laughs> yeah. friends that my nephew's on the, I'm Knicks. the Knicks. Essentially, yeah, exactly. I get that. Yeah, uh, that's a good beat. It's, that's pretty. Yeah, it's, you're you're basically a national writer at that point because right. yeah, the Knicks are nationally. Uh, covered teams they have a really great locker room yeah they have a kind of a complicated uh, press room yeah it's multiple levels so you go down to eat you go up uh to work yes sounds like new york just like you have to walk you have to walk everywhere how complicated can we make (laughs) right we have no space and you need to somehow walk everywhere that's pretty much the situation at the garden yeah yeah uh but they have really good food yeah that's an important part of the job i bet every arena has different food yes portland has good food utah has bad food okay Mm -hmm. new york has good food yes Brooklyn has good food. Yes. The Lakers have bad food. But you're oh, not, that's just Lakers and Clippers both have bad There's Bummer, no team man. chef that's cooking meals for the beat reporters on the team, correct? Correct. Like where, yeah. your, your food is coming like from the stadium or it's whoever just, yeah, provides exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. The stadium people do the food. Yes. Uh, okay. Houston. Yes. Great food. Really? Sure. Barbecue vibes? Yeah. All kinds of All stuff. Kinds, yeah. It was really shocking. <laughs> I walked in and I'm like, I shouldn't be be, be treated this well. What, yeah. I don't deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> My two takeaways in the first act is that Houston is doing a lot of things right. Thank you, Derek. Clutch Ford. is jacked, yeah, yeah. and they've got good food downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why he's so jacked. I am, like, all in. I used to be a Knicks fan up until this episode. I am all in on Rockets 2019. Rockets culture. Forget the basketball. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I didn't want to go back to Houston, so I was glad they lost yeah. games. Really. Really. Much like LeBron probably doesn't want to go to Houston. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, Not at all. It's very boring. Second act break. Yes. Uh, we need another song. Yeah. Is there a Houston. Tra- is there a Travis Scott track that we could buy? I know that he, I mean, I feel like Houston. Houston. Uh, Houston. Beyonce is also the queen of Houston. That's right. They also just put out an album. Let's, the- let's do Single Ladies by Beyonce. Oh, definitely. Okay. We're playing to him. Let's put a goddamn ring on it. Yeah, we're playing the hits today. Yeah. Okay.
your permission Did I mention, don't pay him any attention Cause you had your turn, turn And now you're gonna learn what it really feels like to miss me Cause if you like it, then you should've put a ring on it If you like it, then you should've put a ring on it Don't be mad what you see that he wanted If you like it, then you should've put a ring on it Oh, 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 If you like it, then you should've put a ring on it If you like it, then you should've put a ring on it the No Joke Podcast. That was a little tune called Single Ladies by an up-and-coming artist, Beyonce Knowles. That's right. Uh, <laughs> as a reminder, we have a second podcast on Patreon. It is called Fun Size. That's right. Adam, what is that podcast all it about? It is a candy competition podcast. We pit two similar candies head-to-head and by a very strict metric determine which one you should grab in the candy aisle. That's right. Sometimes yes. we will compare non-candy items. We once did an episode about Wheat Thins versus Triscuits. That's and, right. And now I've seen that argument happening all over Twitter. Is that right? Yeah, there's Team Wheat Thin and Team Triscuit. Dave, do you have a particular proclivity? Wheat Thins v. Oh, Triscuits? Triscuits, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Wheat thins <laughs> are just, I don't like the texture. Yep. <laughs> I like that you get can get the flavored Triscuits. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can put cheese on them. Definitely. You know that? You They're... can put a piece of cheese on there? Wait, can you not put cheese on a wheat thin? No, not... who's it saying because of the It box? just rolls off? Yeah. Hey, oh. maybe you can put some cheese Sur- on it. Serving <laughs> suggestion. Maybe <laughs> a, two olives can sit beside it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine not knowing what you can do with it. Like, I, I always this, this is kind of bland. <laughs> you can balance it on a table, a counter, <laughs> yeah. a, a open palm. visual aid that could tell me what to... Oh, cheese. Well, oh, if yeah, you guys are interested in knowing who, after some careful scientific research, one, Wheat Thins versus Triscuit, check out the Fun Size Podcast. It's on Patreon, and you can find it at patreon.com slash nojokepod. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, Dave, we've been talking about sports journalism. You were at the NBA Finals this year. How did Adam Duritz get such amazing seats to the – it seems like he was the most TV-featured Warriors celebrity Adam fan. Duritz is the head of uh, – singer of Counting Crows? Absolutely correct. Holy crap. He was – I feel like he was fe- – I don't know. He just had that seat kind of like right behind the Warriors bench maybe, but – He's wealthy. 
He's wealthy. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Counted all those crows. And yeah. Now he gets to sit in the front row. <laughs> yeah, he just got a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of does it, Th- Those Shrek songs yeah. really blew up for him. <laughs> exactly. I mean, good for him. Were there any, since you were there, were there any sort of surprise celebrities that you did see at the stadiums? Like, was there the Kardashian, uh, Tristan Thompson's wife or girlfriend? I don't know who she, did, did she sort come of to strange. Yeah. I, I don't know how that played out, but I was yeah. wondering if she would be there or she if there's was some... not there. Okay. Yeah. No. Right. Um... Because it was fun to see, pardon me, I know I asked you a question, but Kevin Hart at, like, the Philadelphia games, it was fun to see, like, oh, you you root for this team. I never would have known unless they became successful. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's an interesting phenomenon uh, around sports in general is, like, yeah. which celebrities pop up yeah. to pledge right. their allegiance to a sports team. Yes. Uh, the weirdest one this year for me was Mitt Romney. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I was at that game. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we were... Everyone in the press area was like, huh? what the hell is he wearing? <laughs> yeah, Why yeah. is he wearing a jersey over a button-down shirt? And it was a Rodney Hood jersey. Brutal. Rodney Hood plays for the Cavs now. Dude, it, like, it was like, what is Been it? making the wrong decision for 10 years. Can I can I get the cheapest jersey? What's on sale? <laughs> yeah, sure. Exactly. Oh, Rodney Hood, all right. I'll that's cool. Sure. I've heard about the Hood. Yes. Ugh. Yes, the shameless pandering of like, and I also root for the hometown team in which I'm trying to court votes. Right. Even though yeah. I have lived in Massachusetts. <laughs> My whole life, so long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mormons, let's go, Jazz. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was a real joke, and he was yeah. he was yelling at other player at the players and stuff. It really? Was, yeah, he was just, just kind of like shut up, Mitt Romney. He's gesturing. Yeah. Why does Utah, anecdotally from NBA players, seem to have such a bad reputation? They're fan, like Westbrook. A few other players have been like those Utah fans are bad news. They are passionate, yeah. and they don't have a lot of other outlets yeah. for their feelings. Mm. Copy that. Yeah. True, yeah. true most sports fans. They true don't most. drink caffeine. Mm. Oh, right. I, I was, this is like their outlet. There was a, mm. it was a Saturday game, Saturday night game during that, that series yeah. where there was uh, nobody outside the arena after. And, and <gasps> you guys have been to sport, sporting yeah. events before where it's sort of like people mill about they and they like, sure. yeah, there's stuff to do. There's, there's stuff to do in, in Salt Lake City. Yeah. But everyone's gone. And I asked a local... Like why does why is it so dead? Why do everybody why does everybody go home? Well, tomorrow's church and yep. they need to get get some sleep. Yep. Hey. Rest up. Wow. Rest up. All right. I am yeah. in a different world. Different right. world. They don't yeah. all just turn to bats when the sun goes down and fly away yeah. and then reappear when yeah. the sun comes up. It just I, makes sense that they channel all that fervor into like this is our entertainment outlet. Yeah. They really take it seriously, yeah. and it's a fun environment. Yeah, but I can tell it's not a fun environment for the opposing right. team. It's yeah. pent up. It's all very yeah. pent up in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the third act of the No Joke podcast. In this act, we like to talk about our future lives, potentially with sports reporting. Absolutely. Um, I've been lucky enough to get to work with CBS Sports on a bunch of projects, and it kind of like exceeded my wildest expectations of what I'd be allowed to write for yes. them. Do you have any sort of? Um, hopes for a five-year plan for your role in sports reporting or do you see sports reporting going in a specific direction Mm -hmm. wow this is a dark question okay great (laughs) yeah yeah. i i say it's dark because there are fewer and fewer outlets that are paying people good money to do this job real yeah you know there's the ringer there's bleacher report there's um, the Athletic, which yep. just hired a bunch of people to do LA beat writing, and, and that's great. And there, and you know, that seems to be a successful business model: subscription services right. for sports fans. ESPN's been laying people yeah, off, real. left and right. Yep. Um, SI is for sale. There's yeah. just a lot of dark clouds over yeah. the industry. Yeah, and I think for me, in my particular sort of situation, mm-hmm. and my my strong suits. Mm-hmm. 
there's not a lot of places for me to work anymore because I'm not a serious reporter. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I get that. I, I don't I have an interest in like being a talking head on Sports Center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nor, not that they would ever hire me at ESPN right. again. Right, right, I, right. Like, I have the scarlet B on my chest uh-huh. that I work for Bill Simmons. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> so that's, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. I don't want to do that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in five years I will not be doing sports reporting or yeah. sports journalism anymore. Yeah. Do you th- I, sorry. I, I like sports, but I'm also, I think, too irreverent. Yeah, too mm-hmm. silly, and I try to be funny. Yeah. Do you think and, that sports and journalism in general is coming down to just the individual reporting it, and they become the own entity? Whereas, like, once you needed the ringer, now it's just like, what do you do? This is on Dave's the, voice, right? You come to Dave. Some people Dave do that. Yeah, yeah but Seems I mean, it's tough think... to monetize and hold. Yeah. <laughs> Most people are not able to monetize just being a single entity. Some people yeah. can do it. Yeah. Like, uh, there's this guy Ethan Sherwood Strauss who used yeah. to write for ESPN. He yeah. was the Warriors guy, and then they kind of picked Chris. Yeah. Haynes, I guess, yep. to be their Warriors reporter. Yep. And now he's got a Patreon and a really great podcast right. called House of Strauss. And right. he's he's doing great, just yep. kind of on his own. But he's also writing for The Athletic now. Of course. Subsidize. Yeah, thing. you can't you, – there are some people – like I think Ken Rosenthal, mm-hmm. this writer um, – for the Fox? East, he's a baseball guy. Yeah. yeah. I think for a little bit he was doing like a paywall blog or something, mm-hmm. but I think he's at The Athletic now too. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people are going there that aren't like at ESPN or Turner or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Would you hard- say that 10 years ago the it seemed the exact opposite? Where it was like all of these outlets are opening up. It's never been a better time to be a writer or sports journalist. With a comedic voice or like a yeah, unique, just with the Grantlands, like this like digital age. Is this just like the ebb or like the pendulum swinging back the opposite way or i think it's just and not to get too into like the financials of it because yeah. that's very dull of course i'm curious <laughs> Please. genuinely but, curious. very curious i think at the beginning like a lot of people followed bill and his example of i can do sports writing and i don't have to be in the press box and i can be kind of funny and irreverent right. and, yes you know change the formula yes because for a long time the idea of the sports writer was this crusty overweight man yeah. Who's balding? Who smokes a cigar yes. and just eats free food all day? That's right. And is is a homer for his team? Yes. Just gotcha. very boring. Cop. Yes. And then Bill kind of changed that at page two, and then at Grantland, and all that stuff. Right. Um. So then there was this this land rush to do do more things of that nature. Yeah. Deadspin became very popular yep. at that time. Yep. So there was just a lot of fun stuff going on in sports media online, but. Because you can't make enough money on display advertising, yeah. selling the like little boxes yes. of uh, Gillette like, razors, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that you know, the writers became less important. So a lot of companies have been quote unquote pivoting to video, right? Because you can sell advertising over a, a five minute video more effectively than you can over a piece of text. Totally correct. So SI has the little annoying videos that play yes. at the bottom of all of their articles yes. that people just mute and like yes. click away from. But yeah. in the mind of the, the Gillette Razor people, yes. it's like, oh, yeah, it's a video. That's, like, yeah, yeah. That's yes. premium content. It moves. People right. like moving images. Yeah, yeah people yeah. are stupid and just <laughs> stare at stuff. Uh, so that's, that's, a, that's a scary thing. And yeah. also just because I feel like sports writing has become very generic and very focused on breaking news. Yeah. So the biggest... Sports media star in text right now is arguably Woj. I was, uh, yeah, Adrian Wojnarowski. Yes. Yeah, and he, he's not, you know, putting like pop culture references to Melrose Place in his article. He is just the facts. Here is he, what happened. He is just the facts, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are obviously great people still doing doing um, 
basketball writing who are are fun. Like Shea Serrano, obviously, is like yeah. the best at it yes. right now. Yeah. Um, but the super superstars who are just like sports media people, because Shea's not going to be doing this stuff much longer. Shea's got a pilot deal and yeah. he's selling books. A and coloring like, book. Yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. whole mm-hmm. he's a whole media empire. He's carved out his own. Yes. Yes. But Woj or um, Brian Windhorst yep. or all of these people yep. are reporters. They're yes. not opinion givers. No. No. Right. Report the facts, the yes. news. And we've really gotten into a culture of opinions might as well be facts. You know? It's right. Like, and like that, it's so satisfying for the sports fan to just be like, that's a fact now. That's yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. That is a, the, an interesting point that now I do feel like sports writing and sports media and journalism is so focused on the real thing, whereas – Actual news is all banter and opinion. Yeah, Spin. exactly. That's Spin, right. debate. That's right. Yeah. We can stretch debate for 30 minutes, so let's just create a sports headline and debate it. When yeah. I grew up, I wasn't – I mean, I liked Rick Riley Me too. when I was a kid. Back I loved the SI, life, of, life of Riley, sure, Gollum, and stuff like that. Yeah. I would always read that first in SI. Same. But – my favorite guys were always the talk radio people. Yeah, like, man. Like, I love Jim Rome. Yeah, baby. There was this guy, Scott Farrell, who was a local Bay Area guy. <laughs> uh-huh. So we would get down where I grew up. Oh, WFAN in New York. I went to bed to it every oh, single night. Yeah. The schmooze. I listened to all these dudes. <laughs> yeah. They were, like, very important to me. Yeah, the Razor and Mr. T on KNBR was the thing yeah. I listened to. That was... um. Okay, what's his name? Uh, Tom Tolbert, and yes. I forget the other guy. Yes. But Tom Tolbert was a former basketball player. Yes. And I think he's still at KNBR. So <laughs> yeah. those were the guys I grew up really idolizing. Yeah. Yeah. And those were the opinion havers, and yeah. the take givers, and the funny guys. Well, yes. it's funny because now we're saying everyone's a sports radio jock, you know? And I feel like that's, that was thrown around for so long. It's like ESPN turned more towards entertainment than just sports. And it was like, oh, now everyone's just a sports radio jock. But, like, it's true. It's like, true. you've just yeah. clarified that yeah. point that we are all now just throwing out wild opinions. Yes. And so it's so much more satisfying, just to reiterate, when Woj drops a bomb and he's just like, this player is leaving this team. Exactly. This player is joining this team. It's yes. like, fact. Yes. So yes. Nourishment. It's, it is. It's, Nourishment. Like, it's like just eating uh, quinoa. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. this is good well, for this me. This is good for me. Is, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. like if, if Tony Kornheiser <laughs> was starting in sports media today, they would send him out the door. That's right. Of course. That's like, exactly what is right. This, why is this guy talking about his kids all You're the time? You're exclusively opining. Yeah. yeah, yeah Get yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. But that was, those are the kinds of guys I wanted to be. Yeah. Was like a Kornheiser or um, like any, any, anybody who was being fun. Yeah. Well, I got news for you. You have become that. Like if you look <laughs> at your body of work, like that's what you've primarily been doing. So Yeah, but also <laughs> Tony Kornheiser is a millionaire. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll wait. The next time you come on the show, be it'll be after you have PTI 2. Yeah, Pardon the yeah. interruption 2. That'll be great. Yeah. You and Adam can star. Pardon this interruption. Pardon yeah. this yeah. new interruption. Pardon this brand new interruption. Um, yeah. <laughs> but until then, we have to sign off on this episode. That's okay. <laughs> uh, we really appreciate you. Thank you so much man. for coming in and chatting yeah, with us. This is great. This was fun. Yeah, this is a great chat. Really appreciate it. I'm glad we ended with me uh, feeling a series, uh, serious ennui about my career. Yeah, just that's great. Crack up an existential uh, void that is. I hope you don't mind sharing because it was really great to listen to. Very sincerely, <laughs> it's it's harder to live it. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, that's the sports reporting episode of the No Joke Podcast. For it, I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a headgum podcast.